part two of um, the, 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 the church series is entitled The Great Confession. The Great Confession. And so we are looking at it from uh, 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 the same Matthew. Let's go back to Matthew chapter number 16. Matthew 16 and verse number 16. So we pick it up from 16. Then Simon Peter said, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Verse 17, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. So our anchor scripture today, we are looking at verse number 16 and verse number 17. Praise the Lord. So we are going step by step. I said we are here this week, we are here next week, we are here next year until Jesus Christ comes. So we are not rushing to anywhere. Praise the Lord. So you are the Christ, the son of the living God. That is the great confession. So Matthew records two instances where Jesus Christ is mentioned as the Christ. And not by man, but by God. So there are two occasions, let's go to those scriptures, where a voice is heard audibly from heaven concerning Jesus Christ as the son of God. Alright, Matthew chapter number 3 verse 17. Matthew chapter number 3 and verse number 17. This, uh, verse number 17, the Bible says, and a voice from heaven said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Praise the Lord. And Matthew 17, Matthew chapter number 17, chapter number 17 of Matthew, and verse number 5. The Bible says, while he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them and a voice from the cloud said, this is my son whom I love. With him, I'm well pleased. Listen to him. So two particular times in the book of Matthew that God's audible voice speaks concerning Jesus Christ as Lord. So in Matthew chapter number 3 and in Matthew chapter number 17. So Matthew 3 verse number 17 and Matthew 17 verse number 5. God himself confirms Jesus Christ as Lord. So this revelation that Peter has was not birthed out of his knowledge. It was revealed to him by the Father. So two occasions. Number one, it was on Jesus' baptism. After John the Baptist has missed Jesus Christ in water, the Bible says that heaven opened and a loud voice came from on high. said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Number two, at Jesus' transfiguration, at the mountain of transfiguration, when Jesus Christ is praying, let this cup pass me over. If this is your will, uh, Shani, because this is tough for him. And then the Bible says a bright cloud appeared. And then a voice from on high arose again and said, a voice from the cloud said, this is my son whom 
I love. With him, I am well pleased. Listen to him. If we do not understand Jesus as the Christ, there is no impact for the church. If we do not understand Jesus Christ as the Christ, then there is no impact for the church. So, God says, this is my beloved son. Meaning that Jesus Christ is not just a mere man. Jesus is not just a mere prophet. He's not just one of those guys. Jesus is God. <laughs> because God himself says, this is my son. So Jesus is God. So we must receive Christ as Lord, not just as the best of men. We must receive Jesus as Lord. We must regard him as God, not just as the best of men. He's not just a perfect man. Jesus is God. Praise the Lord. Therefore, we must worship him as the only true God. So if the church does not regard Jesus as Lord, I don't know who or what they are worshipping. But far be it that aroma of glory gets to a point where they do not regard Jesus as Lord. Because Jesus is Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So Jesus is what? God. In John chapter number 20 verse 28, Thomas proclaims him as my Lord and my God. My Lord and what? My God. So we should also confess Jesus like Thomas confessed him. My Lord and my God. Meaning Lord entails Jesus is master. When he commands you don't question, you just move. Sometimes we don't understand what we mean when we are saying, hey, I, I accept you as my Lord and my personal Savior. When you say Jesus is Lord, you are saying he's my master. Jesus is boss. So when he commands you, go into the world and make disciples of many nations. You go. Because he is Lord. He is master. The voice of a master is unquestionable. So this great confession deals with two things. Number one, this, the great confession is a basis by which all of us must be saved. The confession of Jesus Christ as Lord is the basis, number one, it is the basis through which all men must be saved. There is no salvation for any man except they confess Jesus Christ as Lord. So you can come to church, be in the ushering department, be in the music department, even anchor us properly, direct us like Toela, powerfully. But if you do not confess Jesus Christ as Lord, ah, you are still not saved. So the salvation of the world is anchored on this. So the great confession is a foundation on two things. Number one, it is the basis 
by which all men must be saved. Number two, it's a basis upon which Christ builds his church. It is a basis by which Christ builds his church. Remember, the task to build the church is not a man-made task. Or it is not a responsibility of man. It is Christ that says, I will build my church. So on the anchor of our confession of Christ as Lord, a church is built. So the church of Jesus Christ cannot be birthed except there be confession of Jesus Christ as Lord. Jesus at the center. So at the center of it all, it's you that I see. It's you that I see. There is power in your name. Miracles happen in your name. As we lift our voice in praise, it's you that I see. It's you that I see. So if we cannot see Jesus as Lord, the church will not be uh, birthed or built. So Jesus begins to build his church when men begin to confess him as Lord. I'll say that again. Jesus begins to build his church when men begin to confess him as Lord. The book of John chapter number 20 verse 31. John chapter number 20 verse 31. The Bible says, These things are written so that you may believe that Jesus Christ is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. These things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ. The son of God. Not the son of Joseph. The son of God. And that by believing you may have life in his name. So if the name of Jesus Christ is not proclaimed by the church, forget there is no salvation. Because the Bible says that you may have life in who? In his name. So if aroma of glory is anchored on the name of the pastor, it is bound to break. Because life comes as a result of proclaiming the name of Jesus Christ. So the question is, what is our great confession? As a Roman of glory, what is our great confession? Are we confessing that pastor is the most powerful man in the universe? Among the many pastors, he's the one. Oh, <laughs> you'll be surprised. Now let's ask ourselves a question. What produces this confession? What produces this confession, this great confession we're talking about? What produces it? Because how can man just stand up 
from nowhere and say you are the Christ, the Son of the Living God. It doesn't happen like that. Number one, Jesus says, not by flesh and blood. So the great confession does not get revealed. If you don't just confess Jesus, except at least not by your flesh and your blood. What Jesus means when he's saying flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. What Jesus Christ means is that all avenues of human exploration and attainment have not been able to reveal me to you. So all avenues, all means of human exploration, we know what exploration is. To explore, exploration entails you go to an area and you begin to find the details of that area. So for example, you want to open a mine, there will be mining exploration. So people will go there with machineries, to, to start and research the ground, uh, what, what percentage of copper ore is here, what other minerals are here. But, but what God is saying, flesh and blood, has not revealed this to you. He's saying that no avenue of human exploration can be able to review the nature of Christ. Any means of attaining data in the world of empirical data, your data analysis, your research modus operandi <laughs> cannot work here. So whether you be a scholar, a professor, you cannot know concerning Christ except it be revealed to you. So, Number two, what Jesus Christ means when he's saying not by flesh and blood, he means that this faith cannot be attained by scholarly or philosophical research. The Christian faith cannot be attained by scholarly or philosophical research. There are many people that will go to Bible school, read their books without divine revelation, They'll come back just being good argumentatives. They will argue the case. But yet their lifestyle will not be transformed. So when you inform people, they puff up with knowledge. When divine revelation has been given to them, they are transformed from within. So the word of God does not just come to modify your behavior. It comes to change your nature. I'll say that again. The word of God does not just come to modify your behavior. It comes to change your nature. So true transformation comes by revelation. So no conventional wisdom or common sense can reveal to you divine revelation. No conventional wisdom or common sense you know what conventional wisdom is? When you read the message translation, it says, At, you've not received this by books or by teachers. That's what the message Bible says in Matthew. When Jesus Christ is responding to Peter, the flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. It says you have not, you have not, you have not known this 
by books or by teachers. There is a knowledge that only comes when you begin to engage the supernatural. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that beyond academia, I declare that the Spirit of the Lord will be able to reveal to you divine mysteries that are embodied in the Word of God in the name of Jesus. That you'll be people that move not just by the knowledge of experience, but by the knowledge of revelation in Jesus' mighty name. The church will not advance in the nation or in the nations of the world except we move by revelation. So now, if not by flesh and blood, by what means? He says, but by my Father who is in heaven. So, the great confession is produced when the Father, God the Father, chooses to reveal his Son to you. It takes the Father to make known the Son. That's why the Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave. He decided to reveal his Son to the nation. The world was dying. Then the Father found it fit to reveal his Son. Without Jesus Christ being revealed on the scene, (laughs) he would have died. So except the Father reveals him, there's no life for us. Praise the Lord. So the key is revelation. God the Father revealed to Peter who Christ is. (laughs) God the Father revealed to Peter who Jesus Christ is. So if God the Father chose not to speak, even Peter himself would not have known. The question is, how open are you to the direction of the Father? The church that does not recognize the voice of the Father is a church that has no direction. So in this series, as we are looking at the church, we want to understand that the world will not come to the faith except we pray that the Father, the Lord of the harvest, chooses to reveal himself to the nations, then we will have a great harvest. Otherwise, souls will not come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ except that Jesus Christ be revealed to them by God, the Father. You want to note that, number one, the world will not come to faith, number one, by entertainment. Because sometimes we feel like when we Engage entertainment, then you know people appeal and uh, they are dancing. So, if the only basis that people are coming to the Lord is because they feel entertained, then you are not proclaiming the true nature of the gospel. Because the gospel, in its nature, confronts the gospel, will not allow you to stay in your sins. So when you read the scriptures, you begin to understand Jesus Christ as the Messiah. It means Jesus the Messiah is the anointed one of of God. By, By him being the anointed one, it means that he is priest. And the priest's role is to bring people to Christ,
So when Christ comes to play, he does not play games. He plays church. He, 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 he reveals the faith to you. So you are no longer just comfortable staying in your seat. You can no longer go to the nightclub and feel okay and still come back tomorrow and lead worship or come back tomorrow and, and, and do participate in intercession or participate in other things because Christ becomes Lord. So he begins to dictate how you live. So we cannot bring men to faith by entertainment. Because entertainment only appeals to the flesh and blood. And what God is interested in is not flesh and blood. That which is revealed of the Lord does not entertain the flesh. It does not entertain the blood. You know, we need to make sure that they are comfortable. No, the gospel is offensive in nature. That's why when they saw Peter, they said, ah, oh, looking at him, they considered him unlearned. This man is unlearned. But where does he get the boldness? There's a revelation that was refused to him. There's a revelation he held on to. What will give you the boldness to proclaim Jesus as the Lord of Lords? What will give you the boldness to proclaim Jesus as the one who came to save the world is that revelation. The world does not need another entertainment show. They want revelation. The world is in eager expectation of the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. That eager expectation is not for the sons and God or and daughters of God to come and entertain them again. They're not looking for another doom wizard. They're not looking for another, for another, another, another. What they are looking for is for a different kind that will come and tell them the truth. Praise the Lord. Number two, we, the world will not come to faith by the things that persuade the fleshly nature of humankind. So to Pangiko, Mascala party, so people when they come for, 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 for shine, for painting, you know, because uh, you know these days people love, love makeup. Yeah, yeah, makeup is okay. Yeah, but uh, we will not use that as a tool. The Bible says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. I am not ashamed of, meaning there is no salvation in any other means except the gospel. So if at the center of your makeup show is the word of God, bring them. But all the all you are doing is that you have a boil a chair, chikajako ma bray, kaili, wakonda nyama. So after that, you have nyama, then it means if asankala ma member. If nyama is what brought them, you need to feed them nyama for them to stay. <laughs> That's how compromise enters the church, because we are trying other means to persuade men, other than the revelation of who Christ is. What am I talking about in conclusion? We must rely on the only way that is provided. If we're going to make impact, the church of Jesus Christ must rely on the one way that has been provided. What is that one way? It is the word of God. The divine revelation. As the word of God is being taught and is being proclaimed, the Father reveals Christ 
to the minds and hearts of men. As the word of God is being preached and is being proclaimed, God the Father begins to reveal Christ to the minds, number one, and then to the hearts. So people wonder, manje, sisemunia one day, Matthew 16 came from Shania, my faces. So we move to the next one. No. Because your mind must be illuminated first. So that we may gain pathway to your heart. You don't mean the first place you minister to humankind is their mind. That's why we teach. That's why we proclaim the word. This is the only way. So if we don't teach people the word, there's no transformation of the mind. And because there's no transformation of the mind, there's no transformation of the heart. It is only after their mind has been transformed through the preaching and proclamation of the word of God that their hearts are, are also changed. And it is after that that these men are brought to the true saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We must rely on the one way provided. And the way is the word. And the way is what? The word. Next week, we'll look at the great promise. <laughs> so from the great confession, we move to the great promise. Because after this revelation, Christ made a promise. So next week, part three of the church series, we are looking at the great promise. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Shall we be upstanding for me in the house of the Lord?